Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet. A mattress that is designed to fit everybody and everybody. Snooze Mattress is introducing the world's first four-in-one mattress where you can choose from soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and zip it with our reversible and washable temperature regulated cover. What you want today might not be what your body needs tomorrow. You buy one mattress to last eight years, but a lot can change in that amount of time as you get fitter, heavier, and older. Customize your comfort, zip it, flip it, and choose your snooze. Did you know a study at UC Berkeley suggests that couples who struggle to sleep well fight more often? We spend half of our lives asleep, and for some of us, we spend 100% of that time sleeping alongside our significant other. The snooze flip split king would allow couples to customize their sleep for more restful nights and without sleeping in different rooms. Don't sacrifice your sleep for your partner. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings. I am your host for today, Jesse Montano, along with my old friend, my great friend, AJ Hayfley. Uh AJ, it feels like we like we haven't missed a haven't haven't missed a beat. Three three years later, it's right back at it, you and me. Yeah. Uh, it's weird to do it at home and not in the corner of a bar somewhere. <laughs> well, and we, also we each drove forty minutes to get there. <laughs> and also not on uh, what was the old program we used where everything would lag out and we'd have to spend hours editing just getting everything to line back up. Uh, yeah, a little bit more sophisticated. Looks a little bit nicer. Got some video with it. It's amazing. Old times caught up. Uh, well, cool man. Well. Definitely a big story in the NHL this morning. Woke up to uh, some uh, conference-altering, league-altering, honestly, news. Uh, sounds like it went down overnight. Uh, Jack Eichel is heading out west to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about how that impacts that team, uh, the the Pacific Division, Western Conference in general, and also, obviously, how it impacts the Avs. These are two of the top teams that everyone's kind of expecting to be there at the end. <laughs> Assuming they both get it together after um, a pair of kind of matching rocky starts. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Also some updates coming out of the abs uh, practice this morning down at Ball Arena. Um, some uh, some friendly faces back on the ice. But, uh, but first, AJ, Jack Eichel heads to Vegas uh, in exchange for Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, a conditional first and a second round pick. Um, just right off the top, before we get too in the weeds, uh, your thoughts on just the return. So it's interesting, um, because it's, it's both expensive and cheap, Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's, it, this is, this is really expensive. If Jack Eichel is not healthy. Jack Eichel, like the guy <laughs> that we are thinking of, you know, right. the guy that was the guy that was a half step behind Connor McDavid in his draft year, the guy that nobody really blinked when he signed the gigantic contract yeah. that he's currently on. Right. Like 
this was this was a the, like Alex Tuck is a is a really good middle six wing. Yeah. Um, on a really good contract, like a really good contract. Yeah. Peyton Krebs is a really good young prospect uh, that should be able to play at center and should be, you know, the, the hope is that he turns into a Ryan O'Reilly type player. Mm-hmm. And he may not get quite that good offensively, but if he can, but, but if, if he's he in that neighborhood, that, yeah, if yeah. he can, I mean, if he can, if he can at least be a legitimate two C that's, that's very good defensively, they'll be, absolutely thrilled with that yeah and then they get a for you know a first and second round pick like those are good those are good assets those are top 60 probably top 60 assets barring vegas winning a stanley cup in which it well and, and so j- just three asset just That's to uh um, return just to fill in on the alex tuck contract he is signed uh at 4.75 through 2026 so a really good number for for a player that has produced the way that Alex Tuck has um, the last couple seasons. Uh, really good number. Um, so to your point, man, you're like, yeah, it's, it's it's a good return. You've got some really good pieces. You've got some good draft picks. Um, I'll be honest, though. I was a little surprised. I, I, I feel like there was offers out there um, that would have yielded a little bit more return. But definitely the conversation around that is Buffalo – was not willing to retain any amount of salary on Jack Eichel. Yeah. Um, a lot of comparisons have been made to Colorado trading Berkey uh, and New Hook in a first, and that's what it would. But it's not Burkowski being a free agent at the end of this year and Alex Tuck making, you know, Alex Tuck being a guy that can score 20 goals and probably 55 points in that yeah. range uh in a in a i said middle six like that's on a good team in buffalo he'll be a top six <laughs> yeah. uh, but him being signed for under five million dollars for the foreseeable future i mean you're you're talking that's great it's gonna be great contract value now are they gonna try and win in that time are they gonna be competitive in that contract We'll see, right? Yeah. But if they are, it's great value. And if it's not, if they aren't, he probably becomes a a, a flip uh, candidate, as somebody that they want to move in the last year of that deal, where he'll have yeah. a lot of value and he'll be he'll be a good wing. So, does have a modified no trade in the last three years of his deal? Which you know, those are not usually something that cause problems. Yeah. No. And, and especially if, if you're in that situation where they really still, if they really aren't still competitive by the time that that comes around. Uh, yeah. Usually don't have a hard time getting guys to wave that, to go to a, a competitive team. Um, Peyton Krebs, this, this is a kid that I know that AJ you've been high on. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the comparisons with him and new hook um, both just kind of following a similar path to the NHL. Uh, it sounds like he will be at least in the immediate reporting to the Rochester Americans. Um, this is a kid that we're expecting to to be with the Buffalo Sabres pre on you know, in pretty short order. Yes. Yeah, I mean he's not a guy that needs to do you know if they want to put him in Rochester and playing with guys like Jack Quinn and JJ Baterka, and they're still committed to losing this year and getting those guys to kind of grow up together. Um, fine. Like that's all good and well. 
Um, just for the record, there was a comment in here about uh, Tuck is more consistent than Burakovsky. Burakovsky's outscored him the last two years. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about just goals or overall points or both? Both. both. Uh, yeah. Alex Tuck had 17 points in 42 games two years ago. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Eight goals, you know. nine assists uh, in uh, nineteen twenty. Yeah, um, and last year, last year in similar number of games played, uh, Berkey outscored him quite a bit. Yeah, I think by eleven points. So obviously, Tuck's playing was playing on uh, the third line uh, and not in a surefire top six role. So right. there's some caveat there. Just since this is the comparison that we are rolling with for the day between Tom right. and Burkowski, but Burkowski yeah. is not going to be signing for $4.75 million. <laughs> Especially when he hits 30 goals. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's going to do that. He needs to get a move on. <laughs> yeah, he needs to play. How about that? Well, um, sounds good. Sounds like that's sounds like that's on track to happen. Yeah. Um. The big, the big thing here for Vegas uh, is, and why I said it's both cheap and expensive. It's really yeah. expensive. If Jack Eichel has the disc replacement surgery, which he is, and comes back and he's eighty percent of the player, he's a really good player. Yeah, but he's better than William Carlson. But it's only a nominal upgrade. Yeah, yeah, because and, and rolling, rolling, a, a, you go from Chandler Stevenson and uh William Carlson and then uh Nicholas Waugh is your 1 2 3 and now you go Jack Eichel, yeah. William Carlson, Chandler Stevenson as your 1 2 3, you have taken a pretty big step forward uh yeah. in in terms of like Chandler Stevenson has done a phenomenal job moonlighting as a top 6 center and filling in where they've needed. He has been so good and so valuable for them. But to be able to put him in a more appropriate role when they get healthy uh, is, I think, going to have a potentially transformational effect uh, because now now their bottom six becomes a lot more offensively dangerous uh, and a lot more problematic. And then obviously... Jack Eichel between Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. Stone. Even if he is 80% of the player, that is still a really, really good line. If he ends up becoming 100% of the player and he's Jack Eichel as we think of him, Vegas is the favorite in the West until the aging curve starts to really, 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 really hurt these guys. Right. And, and just touching on, 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 you know, what you're talking about of how that, that depth chart of theirs starts kind of sliding down. It really is. It's, it's, you're plugging those guys into where they should actually be in a lineup. You're not asking anyone to overextend yeah. and, and suddenly you go from having three guys who are good centers making up, you know, your, your, your top three, um, you know, going down the middle on your top three lines to now all those guys slot down one. It's where they're supposed to fit. And you replace them with someone who, I mean, that, that puts their top line right up there with, with Colorado's with Boston's um, you know, when, when it, you know, full health, full strength um, stone, Eichel, Pacioretty, McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, uh, you know, Bergeron, uh, Marshawn, Pasternak. I mean, th- those are three of your best lines. Yeah. Easily. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. 
so no, it, it completely changes the, the, the way that this team looks, uh, not only at the top, but, but throughout the lineup. And honestly, I, Peyton Krebs had Peyton Krebs been playing regularly, uh, with Vegas this season. Uh, he has not had a steady role. So, I mean, Alex Tuck has been hurt. You really, Vegas got away with doing this without really giving up much off of their well, it helps active when, roster. It helps when their active roster is beat to shit. Right, right. Um, so, you know, like Alex Tuck would have been off their regular roster had he not been hurt to start the season. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, and he's an important, like Tuck has been a really important guy for them. Yeah, he's been the big for them. Season. Yep. Um, but it's, it is, you're right. You're right in that it doesn't touch the NHL roster today. Today. Uh, as, as people have noted in the comment section here, uh, when Eichel comes back from injury, there's, depending on when it is, uh, if they, if they Kucherov this and they kind of, they kind of extend it and they wait until May 1st, I think is the start of the playoffs. Um, and then he comes back when there's no more salary cap and that's it. Then they are good. They don't have to touch the rest of their roster. If he comes, if he comes back during the season and they've got actual salary cap implications, they might have to do some serious work at the deadline to clear space. I think they'll probably just try and game the system. It's my guess. So, Uh, so yeah, so Jack Eichel hasn't played in however long and he's just going to roll into the postseason and let's hope this goes well. So, so that was going to be where I wanted to take this next. Um, Cause obviously for Buffalo, you know, Eichel comes off the books. Um, they, they do, they get a nice return that, that all have, um, you know, some nice term to it, some nice longevity to, to those assets that they're getting. Um, a lot of people are looking at this and saying, how does Vegas squeeze all of this in? And I really kind of step back and say, okay, you've got some LTIR stuff that you can kind of play around with for this year, whether it be um, Eichel through the playoffs, you know, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty right now. How do they make this work beyond this season? And like you said, what happens if if this goes exactly the way that Jack Eichel and his, his team have kind of been saying where, hey, this is the quicker recovery time. You're supposed to be able to get back to it, um, you know, full health, full strength, a little bit quicker. How do they juggle this if he's ready to go in February? I mean, it's just uh, it's well, just a really interesting move. situation. They, they've got to move somebody. I think Riley Smith is the obvious candidate um, at $5 million. He's expensive. He's a UFA. They probably can't bring him back. Um, I think he's the top. He's the he's the guy that makes the most sense for them to try and part with. Move on. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is that any deal that they make, they can't take salary back. Right. So they, they're making a futures deal. Uh, it's got to be prospects. It's got to be picks. Um, yeah. That's that's one approach. They, they, uh, Dadanov would be another uh, guy that they should serious, seriously consider uh, getting rid of just because $5 million for next year, too, is some money that's on their books and uh they've got they've got some work to do um especially because with when you're when you're deep into LTIR the way that they are then uh you're not accruing a daily cap uh you're not accruing daily cap space which is just cause is just going to cause huge problems at the deadline so they're going to have they're going to have some serious gymnastics that they have to work through in order to make this work just this year next right. year 
next year, even if even if the cap goes up one million dollars, the whole one million to eighty two point five. Yeah, they're already at seventy eight point seven committed, and that's with half their forward core expiring. So they're gonna have some problems. They're gonna have yeah. to. They're gonna have to find some answers. They're gonna. I'm. I'm kind of surprised, honestly, that they didn't make the trade for Johnny Boychuk's contract today, the LTIR. Um, <laughs> that you know Buffalo made that deal to get. Uh, oh, it's in the last year, so that wouldn't have helped. All right, they'll they'll like they're a team that's gonna have to acquire LTIR guys in order yeah. for them to play the salary cap games that they're they're gonna need to so this is they, they they've got a lot of work to do uh and and there's no guarantee that that jack eichel comes out of this as the jack eichel that we're expecting i right i, I really well, i have no idea how it's gonna go i've got confidence that he'll be able to play again and that, it, that mm-hmm. they didn't just give up four pieces for <laughs> nothing for nothing yeah but it's it is a fair question to wonder how good is Eichel actually going to be? Yeah. Uh, what's what's going? What's what's Vegas going to get out of him when he comes back? How much time are they going to have to build right. up chemistry and get him in, in practicing and get him get him comfortable and in games and in shape and blah 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 blah. Right? Because like, when when was the last time he played a game? When was the last time Jack Eichel actually played in a game? Uh, he played in, I don't know, 2020, he had his 21 games last year. So, so it's been a while. Yeah. And, and by the time that he actually gets on the ice, it's going to have been a long time. Um, so two, two last questions for you on, on the, you know, how this impacts Vegas. Um, then we can kind of start moving on. Uh, one, I just kind of want your opinion on, on what does this actually do for this organization long term? Because this really does seem like more of a move where it's like, hey, here, here's a really good player. We wanted him. We got him because we think that we can get over the hump, win a Stanley Cup this year or next. Just with the cap constraints this is going to put on them, you know, beyond that, how do you think this actually impacts this team, like I said, in, in, in the long term? Well, they've built. They've they've been strong at wing, which we know doesn't win championships. We know that you don't win championships by not having power down the middle. You've got to have centers. You yeah. just got to have centers. You just can't do it. I mean, you look at why was why why was Calgary the other team? Yeah, trying to offer up Mac and Chuck because both healthy, both really good, but Matt, Matt Kachuk is not as valuable as Jack Eichel if Jack Eichel mm-hmm. is the guy we're assuming because Jack Eichel plays center. He's yeah. just more valuable. It's just how it is. Those guys those guys are more valuable, but you look at, at, at Vegas. They've got a legit number one in Robin Leonard. They've yeah. got Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, uh, Zach Whitecloud, Alec Martinez, like they've got a legit defense. Stacked-y, now, yeah. it would be great if that, it would help them if that defense would actually play decently because they've been horrible this year, which is their concern. If those guys, those, you know, Petrangelo's 31, Martinez is 34, McNabb is 30. Like if, you know, like those are, those are, those are important. Yeah. If those guys, if those guys start to show their age, they're going to have a hard time. They're they're gonna, mm. it's gonna be Jack Eichel drinking, dragging around a bunch of boat anchors, <laughs> and you're just like, well, 
we just traded problems. Yeah. But yeah. it's it it some of this is also gonna depend like what are what are the residual LTR moves that they make for uh to 100%. get to be yeah to be cap compliant because if they have right. to move a Riley Smith, that just now they've lost Smith, now they've lost Tuck, like now you're not as strong at wing. Right, right. And you did all of this just for Jack Eichel, but also your futures have taken a pretty big impact. You yeah. were already not Peyton yeah. Peyton Krebs was your top prospect. You just traded away another first round pick. You just traded away a second round pick. You're already not great in your future in in sitting in your futures. Uh so your your prospect pool isn't 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 robust. And you don't you you've given up really valuable picks. You really need Jack Eichel to be the guy, right? And if he, he is, if he is the guy, Jack Eichel between Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty is gonna be nasty. Yeah, way sick. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is just interesting to, to look at it because I have no doubt in my mind that they will find a way to get around all the cap stuff this year. Um, like you said, I'm honestly envisioning this being. Um, Cause they already quoted four to five months. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, yep, they're setting him up perfectly to do the Nikita Kucherov thing. Yeah. I would expect that he starts getting into practices in early March and they'll just kind of do the whole, um, you know, Oh, well he's getting back up to speed. He's getting in shape. <sighs> Once you look at that game one series one, He's finally good. He's finally healthy enough to go. So I have no, I have no question that they'll find a way to get around it this year. But it is next year where I really do think it starts getting interesting um, for them. You know, them, uh, the Minnesota Wild. Honestly, um, you know, those are the two teams that I really am keeping an eye on. Saying, what are they going to look like when they get to next season? Last question I've got for you. Just, I would just want your opinion on, yeah, um, on, on the way that Vegas has kind of gone about doing business the last few years. If you're if you're a Vegas fan on Twitter, like they're a dream because anything you're like, oh, they should go out and get this guy, and they do. Oh, well, they should try to get that guy, and they do. They really do have that mindset of like, if there's a good player, we want to go out and get him, and we'll deal with what we have to deal with later. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like what we've been seeing with the L.A. Rams in the NFL. When you go all in, the the problem is is that. When you go all in, you can't stop going all in. Right, you don't right. win it. You know, if you keep, you know, you sign, you 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 give away Nate Schmidt and you do all these things to, you do all the gymnastics to sign Alex Petrangelo. And now you have to do all these things to give, you know, you've given away Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs, uh, who is a big part of your future. Yeah. Like you do all, you do all of these things. Now you're going to have to do even more things in order to get Jack Eichel up to speed or, you're going to get Jack Eichel, you know, coming out of the totally, totally raw. And you have no idea how good he's going to be like you, you do all of this. Like it's all good and well, you've made the conference finals more often than not in your history. <laughs> you know, you, you have been competitive and you've done everything you can to legitimize the fluky first year. It's been great. Yeah. It's fun. It's a crazy atmosphere out there. They mean business. It's awesome. They're they've gone hard. But you're talking about, I mean, you you look at next year, like the the elite guys are in place, but they are they have very little wiggle room to improve at this point. Yeah. This I'm telling you, I think this is the last 
this is the last truly, truly, truly big move that they can make because yeah. they don't have any more good value contracts uh, that they can include in deals like this, like the tuck moving forward. They only have expensive deals, you know, like Shea Theodore is on a good contract. He's still making 5.2 million and he is enormously important to their success in the future. Yeah. Like they, they no longer have these just like, Oh, the, there's a guy here that they can move and a guy there. They can move. <laughs> If this doesn't work the way that they envision, this era will not produce a championship. And yes. it's it's all in. It's great fun to watch. It's it's tremendous theater. It's so Vegas, right? The NHL needed this. The NHL needed an organization like this. And that's great. But where are they in four years? Ask the Detroit Red Wings how aging out goes. <laughs> it's hard to recover from. And that's yeah. not their problem. That's not their problem right now. They're not worrying about that. If they win a cup, this is all justified. If they don't, you know, Jack, yeah. Jack Eichel is going to be walking in a free agent because that team's going to be rebuilding by the end of this contract he's on. Yeah, but to your point, it's kind of like you know the Denver Broncos right now. They won a Super Bowl a few years ago, so you can live with a few years of pain, right? Yep. If, uh, if Vegas wins a Stanley Cup, uh, nobody really uh, – Nobody really cares. It's all justified. Um, it's all it's all in service of the cup. Yeah. If you get the cup, you're good. You're good. Uh, well, cool. Well, let's uh, let's let's bail out of period one here. Got to remind you guys about our phenomenal partners over there at Manscaped. Um, we flew a little too off the rails last night, so I'm going to keep it more G-rated for these reads. I don't know what Rudo was talking about last night, going a little crazy. Um, what are you talking about? He was just talking about making your junk look good, man. That's all you got. Oh, you just, oh, oh, you no, got I'm, to dress no, it I'm, up for whoever's going to see it. You've got to dress I'm up. Talking about, I'm talking about across the board. He, uh, he was making me blush a little bit. Uh, but no, you do have to dress up your junk. That is a great way to put it, AJ. Uh, head on over to manscaped.com. Uh, use a promo code DNVR for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, step up your grooming game with the performance package 4.0 inside the package. You'll get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose trimmer. Did I just hear a chuckle in my ear? No, Someone laughing good. at me here. You're good. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Kira's comment. <laughs> the uh, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. Um, also found out last night, they offer everything else. <laughs> uh, breath mints, things like that. Uh, literally everything that you will need um, for your perfect uh, truly, date night. Truly, top to bottom, they've got all yeah. of your date night needs covered. From, from dress up to clean up. <laughs> Damn! Dress up to clean up. I'm getting that tattooed. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are also presented by uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, one of my favorite uh, sponsors that, that we've ever had. Uh, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use, again, promo code DNVR. Uh, I'm going to have to get back in the saddle on that tonight. Did not have a great night last night on DraftKings, uh, but that is all right. Uh, I hit the over and JT Comfort to score. So I was feeling good last night. I did I did have uh, Kadri to score first goal. Obviously, that didn't happen. But yeah. hey, two or three, I was feeling good. So I'm apparently the only one that didn't have a JT Comfort play last night. I and... also did not. Oh, you didn't? Okay, all right, all right, cool, cool. I was sitting there and the everyone Bruno was like... Did, and his didn't hit, so... 
But he got Byram. Oh. He got the Byram goal. He got Byram. Uh, uh, Blaze when they uh, when they made it four to three. Blaze like jumped out of his seat because it was a JT Confer goal, and that was what he needed. He won like dollars uh, so, on that bet. <laughs> just on that one. Uh, yeah, no. So I'm I'm definitely gonna have to make up for uh, uh, some of the some of the ones I missed out on last night. I'll be jumping back in tonight. Uh, make sure you do the same. Uh, honestly, guys, even from just a year ago when all of the sports betting became legal and started really blowing up, some of the stuff that they offer uh, in, in, in the DraftKings Sportsbook app um, is just, just amazing. Um, in, in-game parlays, live bets, uh, same-game parlays, stuff like I that. I love same-game parlays. Oh, I'm yeah. I think yeah, they're no- fun. A ton of fun. Uh, you can you can literally you can have parlays for different goal scores throughout the night. Um, a team to win plus the game going over, game staying under. Uh, all kinds of really good fun stuff uh, they've gotten there. Uh, and really, my favorite part is it makes the rest of the night uh, a little bit more interesting, right? The game you're the game that you're watching ends. You can still flip around and uh, um, I'm, I'm dying with all these comments <laughs> and and find something that you're interested in. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code DNVR. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. AJ, it's gone to period two here. So, um, yes, we'll get some mimosas going, and then uh, they'll have to be dragging me off this set. Yeah, uh, with- we're gonna do we're gonna do mimosas. We're gonna incorporate yeah. some F one. We're gonna get Jesse adopted into the F one gang. Cool. It's gonna be. It's gonna be yeah. a good time. We got to throw a Bellini or two in there just to keep things fresh and sexy. This started with morning skate mimosas, and now I'm just give me any excuse for a mimosa event. Anybody that can find any type of excuse where we can just slam mimosas and do manscaped reads, I'm in. Um, Vegas and Colorado were two of the top teams last year. Um, one of the things that made that second round so fun, so interesting, but at the same time, so frustrating is that the NHL once again, pit teams one and two overall in the standings against each other in round two of the playoffs. Vegas has made a couple moves over the last few years to go all in. And the general consensus, if you check Twitter, AJ is that the abs haven't done any of that. So before we get into how does a Jack Eichel trade affect the abs and what could they do, I do just want to touch on this a little bit because I've seen a lot of stuff this morning, this afternoon about, oh, Joe Sackick never does anything. Oh, the abs will never go out and make that big move. You look back over the last few seasons, that, is, that that's just not the case. They have made plenty of moves to solidify this roster um, and they're kind of in a similar situation. Yeah, maybe not the big splash of Jack Eichel, um, you know, the, the, the thing is, is the big splash deal that they made was Duchesne, which got them Gerard and Byram. Yep. And then just because, just because it hasn't been crazy, like the cadre move was a big deal at the time. PS yeah. it's still paying off for Colorado. He's their two C now, however you feel about cadre is however you feel, but the reason that they're probably not going after Tomas Hurdle. It's because Kadri's still fine. Yeah. 
Like you need you need a wing more than you need Tomas Hurdle. But Burakovsky, he's one of those wings. That guy has worked out great. Yeah. The the thing is is that Kadri Kad Kadri Sakic and and the Avs have made big moves without giving up big prices until Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Darcy or Kemper can... was the first time Sakic had ever traded a first round pick. It was the first time that they had ever really where you looked at you looked at the 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 trade that they made and you say that's a really heavy price. Yeah. Two two seconds for Devon Taves. Every single NHL team should have been comfortable with that. Would have would have done that, yeah. Nikita's Nikita Zadorov and Anton Lindholm for Brandon Saad. What? <laughs> what? Well, and, and 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 here's the other thing too to to keep in mind is like their big Jack Eichel name is Nathan McKinnon. Like they, they aren't needing to go out and acquire at least obviously you would have taken Jack Eichel. The Avs checked in on Jack Eichel. Um but Jack Eichel is Vegas's response to Nathan McKinnon. And and so and Connor McDavid and Leon right. Dreisaitl. Yeah. And, and, and so it's like, yes, maybe the Avs haven't gone out and gotten a player like that, but that's because they are fortunately in a position where they've drafted that player for their organization. Uh, and, 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 you know, they, that entire top line, obviously Vegas, you know, they're, they're still only what, I think this is their fifth season, sixth season, fifth. Uh, and so obviously they're not quite in the same situation where they could have all these, you know, accumulated players that they've drafted. But part of the reason the abs haven't gone out and done that move is because that top line that again, to reiterate is considered one of the best lines in the NHL, if not the best when they're going are all Colorado draft picks. They have been able to, to your point, AJ spend kind of bargain money on impact players that play up in their lineup, but they haven't had to make this type of big splash that Vegas has had to make now. What Mark stone, Max Pacioretty. I mean, I mean literally they're, they're, all their big names have come via big price tag trades. Um, so just, it was just something that I, I thought is a funny theme bouncing around this morning that um, on face value, I guess maybe it's technically true, but really kind of a misrepresentation of where the abs are at. Yeah. And like you look at, you look at uh, Kevin, I, I do want to talk about why Jojo started last night because I think I know why. And I was thinking, because I was thinking about it on the drive home last night. I think I got this one. But love to talk about that. Um for now though, we'll we'll stay on topic. Um on <laughs> we'll, we'll do that in period three. Uh it's it's really like, yeah, like we, we it's it's they're four, four, and one. They haven't really looked very good to start the year. They haven't given you very much excitement. Um you're 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 kind of blah about the abs right now like it, it's hard to feel good about the abs you're what you what you view is like your biggest obstacle to getting to the stanley cup finals just made the trade of the year in getting jack eichel like you yeah. you have some problems here you've got you've got injuries that are ravaging your lineup you've got young players doing nothing for you every single night that they're in there and this isn't just Sampo Ranta and 
Martin Kaut, who's now week to week with a shoulder injury. It's not Alex Newhook having a nothing preseason and, and getting sent down after one, one game. You're, you're talking Tyson Jost hasn't taken any kind of step forward. Granted, Tyson Jost, we know, we know the limitations. He needs to be around some decent players, but he also can't play too high up in your lineup. And when you've got all these guys coming in and you're saying, well, Tyson Jost needs to lead. Tyson Jost has to drive this line. Tyson Jost has to be the guy on this line. He can't do it. He's not capable of that. Right. He just can't. So, you know, I think we're seeing that Tyson Jost is really more of a 4C than anything else. And that's a bummer because he really, really, like the Avs really, really, really needed him to be a 3C. Mm-hmm. But he's probably more of a 4C, still, still a fish out of water. Like they are, you know, Val Nachushkin has been an important absence because he was their sixth guy in the top six where they were, he probably is playing up there, but he, he at least fit style-wise, personality-wise. Like there were, there were good things about having him there where you were, you were comfortable with him in that role, even if he probably wasn't going to score enough to really justify it. Produce it, yeah. Yeah. They did. If you want to talk about where they need to make a move, that that remains the position. It remains yeah. the just that one extra wing. Now, obviously, going out and getting healthy would be really important. Hell, Logan O'Connor has moonlighted in your top six in the last couple of games and not been out of place. Yeah, so okay. seriously, he yeah. did. And and when he's, around, when he's around the skill guys, you he his. His really simple, easily repeatable game plan really helps, mm-hmm. and that's where and just the ultimate tryhard mode too. Yeah, and that's where that's where like maybe you know, fine. Like moonlight's there for for a time here and there. If you're talking about they need to go and make a move, that's where they need to make that move. They need they need a they they need another top six. Uh, they need another middle six guy that can move around. Comfort has proven viable this year. He's getting yeah. crushed in, in shot metrics like he always does. Like he has he's his producing. whole career, but yeah. he's producing points, which you need. You need points. You need, you know, and is is this level of production going to continue? No, there's going to be a three-week stretch where JT Comfort throws one assist at you. Right. But right now, he's one of the biggest reasons you're 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. He's one yeah. of the guys keeping you afloat. Seriously, more so just just as much as Nathan McKinnon, JT Comfer is keeping you in this. Yeah, by Bowen Byram is keeping them in this while Sam Gerard tries to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are finding a way to survive right now. They're just this is survival, and we'll see. We'll see how they come out of it eventually. Like three of these injured guys are expected to play Saturday as long as they all feel okay tomorrow morning at practice. Like we're yeah. talking, this should be fine, right? Like you should this, be starting to bounce back. Yeah, you should. You and 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 uh, like none of these injuries are outside of Francois and outside of Nuke are long term. And when you talk about oh he missed the first month of the season for Nuke and and Frankie, it's like okay, well if they're healthy from there on out, fine. Right. You know, uh, but these it's it's really just that like. This guy got nicked up. This guy got nicked up. This guy got nicked up while one or two long-term injuries also were in play. Yeah. So it's, it's, and I, I know people are so tired of hearing about, 
well, it's injuries. What do you want me to say? Yeah. Like, what do you want well, me? Do you want me to say that they're not hurt or that it's not impacting them? They the 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 abs are up against the cap. They spent their money and they spent it on on a team that at the moment is hurt. Yeah. I don't I, you know, and like it's not it, it, none of these well, appear none of these appear to be really long-term injuries for the moment, knock on wood. But as long as, like we talked as, about- as long as they can actually get healthy and as long as they can actually like start to figure out kind of who they are, then then you can start to really assess what this roster is and is not. What happens what happens when you do have a full roster and Sampo Ranta is only being asked to play a fourth line role next to quality fourth line guys, not other right. guys who are black holes at the moment, you know, like trying like, to trying just trying to make the roster. Like Jason Magna got to go, man. Like the guy doesn't do anything for you. Is he hurting you? No, but is he, has he helped you? Has he done one thing that's really truly helped you? Not really. So it's, you know, you need to, you need to start to cut down on the number of those guys. Cause right now there's four of them sitting on your roster, sitting mm-hmm. on your forward core. You get healthy. Yeah. You start to remove some of those guys. You feel a little bit better, and then you can start to really make the assessment of where do they need to go from here? What do they actually need? And, you know, if some of these guys can play up to their potential, it'd be nice. It's not like Andre Burakovsky, when healthy, was off to a, a world-beating start. Right, Everybody's right. been disappointed. Yeah, It hasn't been good enough. For a guy that's in a contract year, I said earlier he's not going to – he was not going to get – 4.75 million. Well, if he doesn't get his ass in gear, he might. Yeah, he might. Yeah. Well, and, and and to your point with the injuries versus, you know, the way the team's actually playing, it's a lot of like what we talked about last night. More than one thing can be true. Last night, yeah, more than one true. thing plagues them. Right. It, it was night. true that their effort was not up to par last night, but it was also true that uh, by the end of the night, basically half their forward core is, is full-time AHL guys right now. It's also true that of the four goals that got in, three of them you don't you don't crush your goaltender for. Three of them you're just right. like, come on, you know, like Jack Johnson doesn't take away a stick in front. Uh, Nazem Kadri tries to draw an interference call uh, instead of getting <laughs> instead of putting his head down and getting back on the third sure. goal, uh, and then the fourth goal you're just like, that's a bad goal, right? And and, it's, and when you've already given up three, when you've hung the guy out to dry, you've already given up three. When he gives up the, oh, this is why he's a third goaltender goal, that's backbreaking. Right. Like, right. that's where, and and so you have, you you know, you just, you stacked problems. A night like last night, you stacked problems. You you just created, right. you created problems uh, for yourself. And it all started with, with poor effort. It all started with just giving up on the game. Getting up to nothing and thinking that you were good. And I... I you can live with a lot of the other stuff we saw last night. Look, they're plenty competitive when they're, when they're playing hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so, so taking this full back full circle with everything we've just said, how do the abs need to be looking at this Jack Eichel trade? Do they need to be saying we are in a position where we need to do something? Or are you of the opinion that Vegas did this to, equal the roster the abs have the abs need to the abs problem is that they need to get going it's not that they need to you know to acquire someone else now obviously maybe you go down the line you're looking at phil kessel maybe if um you know riley smith is available um you know for yeah. if vegas is looking to offload him but I, for I the mean, most part, where do you stand i mean tomas hurdle would be fun because you could maybe then put kadri at 3c 
It doesn't right. solve your winger problem, but down the middle at that point, you feel like you're really good. Yeah. You know, if you go into a playoff series and you've got McKinnon and Hurdle and Kadri and Jost, you feel like, hey, down the middle, we're pretty good. Now, can, can yeah. the wings hold up? You know, can Alex Newhook or Sampo Ranta play well enough throughout the year to justify some an investment like that? We'll see. I also don't think that San Jose, off to the start that they're off to, is going to be in a hurry to sell off Tomas Hurdle. Right. You know, that's the other How thing. How much do they believe they can actually? Yeah, and they probably think that if they if they have a good season and they make the postseason again and they're, they convince everybody that they're on the, the comeback, that they could probably re-sign him. Yeah. Fine. But I'm I'm of the opinion they need to – I think it's very, very, very obvious. They need help. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, is do they want to go and get a Matias Yanbark kind of help? Kind of a middle six guy that fits their identity that would really help shore up their bottom six that can chip in goals occasionally? Or do they want to go and do they want to get a top six, a bona fide top six? Do they need do they need more of a Jonas Donskoy? Do they need more of a Brandon Sod? Which one would be more important? Because obviously the Donskoy type is going to be cheaper. The middle six guy will be cheaper. Colorado is asset poor right now. They're low on picks. They're yeah. low on drafted prospects. The ones that they do have, you don't want to see them trade Drew Hellison. You don't want to see them trade Sean Barons. You don't want to see them trade Olauson. You don't want to see them trade Justin Barron. You don't want to see the guys that you're really hyped about go and do that. Like you want, you want to see, you know, that this is, Unless this it's for is a bigger, very good return. Yeah. Well, and even then, like it needs to be, if, if it's going to be, if you're going to move guys like that, it needs to be for a good return. That's of a proper age. That is not staring down the barrel of free agency. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're not giving up meaningful assets to go and get yep. Phil Kessel to try and get him to tap into the fountain of youth here. As he walks into free agency, you just wait for free agency. If you want that guy, like you don't, right, if you want him, not, I think, I think that this year there's a much higher chance that by the end of this year, the abs lose in the first round, maybe the second round. And that we are talking about, this as a transition year. This is the year where Alex Newhook grew up. This is the year where they they turned it over to Bowen Byram. And then maybe you start to have a hard conversation about using Sam Gerrard as a piece to go out and get your 2C, like a long-term 2C. Not a 28-year-old free agent, but like a real 2C. Like a you go out and you get, you know, a different, you go out and you get a guy that's Gerrard's age. You go out and you get a 24-year-old. Maybe that's the approach. Not something that I'm saying they should do, not something I would love to see, but maybe that's the approach instead is that you just accept, Hey, wherever we're going to go this year, we're going to go. But we're just sort of stuck in this weird transition period where we got really expensive. The cap never went up. We kind of got screwed a little bit by it and we needed our, we need our young guys to step up and take some jobs. And then we'll worry about transitioning that they've got money in the off season. Now they have a lot of needs, they have a lot of guys that they have to sign, including the entire goaltending position. But when you have right around $30 million in projected cap space, you're going to be able to make decisions there. You're going to be able to make some choices about what you, what you want to, what you want to do with that money. It's not like they're going to, Vegas is going into next offseason now with $4 million of cap space. Okay. The ads will have right around, I think, I think right now it's like 29 and change. So I'm rounding up and saying it's 30-ish. 
in 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 cap space where they're going to have some a chance to make some decisions. Now, none of this changes any of this stuff in season. This season, the the, the number one solution this year is Alex Newhook gets his shit together and proves that he's for real, the way that Bowen Byram has. If that happens, then this conversation is very different come trade deadline, right? But that's that's if 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 it doesn't happen, it is it is a I don't I don't think just because they're already asset poor at the moment, I just don't think that they can you you're you're really banking on those guys. Like like this has been the conversation for the last few years. You know, we've got a really good team. We got a, you know we have we have elite players at the top we have elite defensemen but like you have been waiting for these guys who come in and kind of uh, fill in around around the fringes right like these guys are supposed to be taking this this second line wing spot that we're talking about is you've been banking on it being filled by Alex Newhook you know over the yeah. last season and a half Sampo Ranta. You know, even Shane Bowers, you are expecting these guys to Martin make Cout. that step. Martin Cout. And, and if they don't, that's where you – a lot of this just kind of – I don't want to say falls apart because I don't think it's like that doom and gloom necessarily. But now suddenly you are having to go out and spend assets. You are having to have conversations about players and prospects that you really don't want to move on from. Um, so, so I do think that this uh, – a lot of it rests on what you can actually churn out of your system. Now you've got Alex Newhook, who again, down in the AHL, kind of like he was last year, just looks a step ahead. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't loved Newhook in the AHL. I think he's been good, but I don't yeah. think he's been great. And that's where I'm iffy on. If he's actually going to be that guy. Well, I'm, I'm iffy on, is he ready yet? Do I want to see him right. be great? Because when they called him up last year, he was destroying he's the great. He was awesome. Most of his production was power play production, but it was awesome. Yeah. And this year, I just think he's been, he's been good. He's been more, he's been more like what we've seen Martin Couchby in the AHL where he's been good, but he hasn't been awesome. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I would, like we're we're talking about like bring new hook, new hook, new hook. But I've also said, and I stick by, don't do it until he's ready to go. Don't do it and don't do it until you're sure he won't ever go back. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure he's there yet. So I it's iffy. I but I but I, I think this is a short-term problem. I think eventually he comes up, he sticks, and however it goes with him will be a big decider and just how far the ads go this year. Yeah, no, I, I agree fully. And, and I think that, uh, that can solve your, your Vegas problem. If, if you want to call it that, um, internally and, you know, you can save yourself the af- assets, um, save yourself the hassle, save yourself the hassle. This Thanksgiving with hassle cattle company, Turkey is out. Beef is in. Hassle Cattle is giving our amazing listeners a holiday special with 15% off your entire order. There is nothing better than delicious Wagyu beef as a holiday gift. Serve this up at Thanksgiving and treat yo guests right. Send this to family and friends for a unique and unforgettable Christmas gift. 
They will thank you. Use code DNVR15 at checkout to receive your 15% off the entire purchase. DNVR15 to receive 15% off your entire purchase. Uh, I mean, guys, it's 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 good enough that we serve the, um, the Wagyu beef burger at the bar. Um, this is one of the partnerships I think I'm most excited about since coming back. Um, I cannot wait. I'm actually, I, I am going to um, place a nice order for, uh, for my dad. Uh, this holiday season, uh, get his, uh, his garage freezer out there stocked up. Uh, Chevalier mortgage, Chevalier. Did I pronounce that correctly, AJ. Um, Chevalier. Chevalier. Um, see, I'm just not fancy enough. Um, something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. Uh, if you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make that bubble work for you. Uh, if you're in a buyer's market, they know how stressful trying to buy a house can be right now. I can uh, confirm that. Um, if you've attempted this process, you know exactly what we're talking about. This housing market is crazy. Uh, Chevalier, uh, take the burden off your uh, off of this extremely difficult process. Uh, they will alleviate so much stress and worry off your plate. Uh, they have a fun perk for our DNVR listeners. Uh, visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Uh, and then a familiar face for me here, uh, Green Mountain Dental. These have been uh, an amazing supporter of ours now for, for several years. Um, very much appreciate the good folks over at Green Mountain Dental. Um, we've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentists. Those listeners have personally reached out and let us know how great the experience was uh, and thank us for, for leading them such a wonderful uh, practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing that uh, hearing that from our listeners. So please tell us about your experience if you've made the switch. Uh, if you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood. They're the best damn family dentist in the metro area and they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. I'm actually due for a teeth cleaning, uh, with the job switch. Uh, my old, uh, I am looking for a new dentist. So I will probably make my way over to green mountain dental, uh, myself with that. Let's start with period three here on the DNVR avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to head over to DraftKings, uh, download the app, use code DNVR, um, when you are signing up, AJ, I want to make sure to get this. I wrote it down so we didn't forget. Why was JoJo starting last night? So this is a really light part of the schedule. Um, and so I think that when I was looking at it last night, home game for one, um, always easier in an easier environment. The other thing is, is that the next, the the next like once they get going next Thursday against Vancouver, they get going. Yeah, uh, they do have that three day break after the San Jose game, but they get get to playing pretty regularly. Uh, yeah, pretty consistently, and I think that had Kemper played last night, and then Kemper plays against Columbus on Saturday. And then Kemper plays both the Vancouver and San Jose games. And then Kemper plays the Vancouver and Seattle games. And then you're looking at the week where they play four games, including a back-to-back. -back. 
if Kemper plays the first three of those and Johansson plays the Nashville game, you're probably looking at when was the last time Johansson played. Right. And uh, you're talking about it being a full month in between starts for him. And I just think that this was a chance. They they looked at, they said, hey, we're just going to give Kemper the night off. This is a weaker opponent. We're at home. We've got we've got days off. We've got days off before. We've got days off after. He can play in this game. And then I think he'll probably, I, I would imagine he gets one of those Vancouver games where he plays, he plays again. Um, and then, you know, that way, that way they're not going weeks in between. In between him seeing game action. Really, like Jojo, like Jojo wasn't he wasn't the problem last night. Yeah, like but... you look at the fourth goal. But when you get four goals deep, you've probably lost in the NHL anyway. Right. If, if that if that goal that goes in is the second goal, you're upset. Yeah. At that point, mad. the team had fallen apart so much, you know, within within that period that it's like, yeah, that's a bad goal. You want to you he needs to make that stop. And this was something that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago in his in his um his only other start, his only other appearance of the season so far. Um, he had a goal that, again, to me, was just one of those ones last night where it's like you can point at a couple different things. The goal took from a few weeks ago. It took a funny bounce and stuff. But that is one that if Jonas Johansson wants to be a full-time NHL goaltender, you have to find a way to come up with that save. Yeah, and it's – look, like, he's supposed to be your third goaltender here. Your real The real problem is, is that since – that you are in year two of Pavel Francouz's two-year contract and have gotten zero, zero games. games played out of him. Zero <laughs> games played on a two-year, four million dollar contract that at the time it was signed was big time value because of the season that Frankie had. It, yeah. Like it was it was all good and well. Like it was a good, it was a good contract. You didn't, he, he didn't have any injury history before this. Right. And now, you know, the, you're looking at it and you're like, is this, is this bad luck or is this who he is moving forward? Is right. this the, oh, is this the, is this just like the worst timing? Because he, remember he was healthy to start last season too. Yeah. And he got hurt the first week of practice as they were getting ready to go to California. So it's. It's a it's a tough conversation, I think, and I think that JoJo played last night just to just to to keep him fresh. Keep well, him and, and I in. I also think that there is a level of this that when they went out and acquired Kemper, obviously the the, the only real big question mark with Darcy Kemper is, is has always been the health, right? And I think kind of the idea was we have a team that we think is going to be much better in front of Darcy Kemper than what he's coming from, what he's been used to in his career. Um, and again, the idea was we've got Pavel Francouz and, and Jonas Johansson, who again, his track record with the, or his, his actual record with the abs last year was good. It was solid. It was fine. Mm. I think he, they were looking at it saying we can really kind of shelter Darcy Kemper. We can get him starts. He's, he's our number one. But we can give him a lighter workload this year so that come playoff time, he is ready to go. And, and so I think there's maybe a level of that as well, where it's like, hey, we want to make sure that we are sticking to what our plan is for who our number one 
really is. And, and, and they do, man, the abs have the mindset to me, it appears they have the mindset of we need to get in. It may not be pretty. We're going to have some bumps and bruises. Um, but you know, they made, they put so much focus and so much emphasis last year on winning the president's trophy, getting home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. And they ended up getting bounced in six games. You've wandered it. Right. In, in Vegas's barn, so the home ice really ended up meaning nothing. I, I think they've kind of just got that mindset of we're going to get in this year and we want to be hitting our stride when, when the playoffs come and, and um, yeah, so yeah I, I, I don't think they're sandbagging it. Uh, like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. it's just that it's yeah, just that no, no, they, no. they haven't been healthy enough for them to even think about doing something like that. Right, right, right. They haven't even had a chance to be like, we're working our way into it. Like they haven't yeah. even, they haven't been healthy enough for this yet. So yeah. Um, AJ, we're already uh, up over an hour. Do you have anything else for today? Um, a couple notes coming out of practice that I'll touch on real fast. Uh, Miko Rantanen was back um, in a in a regular jersey. We're not going to dive too much into this because we got a show for you guys tomorrow. We'll get into a lot of the, the lineup stuff, um, players that are coming back uh, for Saturday. Um, but even based on who was on the ice today, looks like the Avs are getting healthy ahead of this weekend. Um, yeah. Hopefully that injury list shrinks. They've got... They've got, uh, uh, if they all feel good tomorrow morning at practice, Rantanen, Burakovsky, and Devon Taves are all expected to play Saturday. So it'll so, be interesting to see what Columbus does with those three guys in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, if they make it into the line, it will be interesting to see how different that matchup looks, especially because of the trickle-down effect of Rantanen and Burakovsky. Like, Devon Taves is obviously great. Great. Well, Devon Taves yeah. pushes Curtis McDermott off the ice. That's an enormous upgrade, <laughs> yeah. but you talk Addition about ranching in, ranting in on the top line and then Burakovsky on your second line. And then JT Comfer probably on that second line, but maybe filters down somewhere else. Right. It's, it just has such a, such a huge impact on their ability to shift after shift to, to, to outskill a team like Columbus where yeah. last night, like they needed better from Nathan McKinnon. They just did. I don't mm. feel like that's a, I don't feel like that's an arguable point. They needed more from Nathan McKinnon. They've needed more from Nathan McKinnon pretty much this entire season. Outside of one or two games, you're really looking at McKinnon and saying he hasn't gotten it going yet. Yeah. He had a slow start to last season too, where it was like he's putting up points, but you're watching him and you can see this is problematic. And unlike last year, he doesn't have unbelievably good underlying numbers to suggest that there was a huge breakout coming and things are going to, things are going to get better quickly. He's got bad underlying numbers that suggest he's struggling quite a bit more than he has in recent years. Yeah. So it's, you know, and, and some of this is the fact that it, his line mates have been changing every game. Every game, He's, every practice, the, even the true, the true like top line that they want to put together has barely played together. Yeah. So it's it 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 could just be that simple. Like this may not be complicated. Some of these guys come back, and all of a sudden the team looks great, and we look back on these pods in two weeks and are like, remember when we were like 
they may lose in the first round. This is a very good <laughs> hockey team. Like, well, I even I even think back to game one, and I know it's against a Chicago team that has fallen flat on their face um, yeah. from top to bottom. Like that first 10 minutes of that Chicago game, I, I seriously remember sitting there like, cool, like th- this team is like just, just jokes level of good again. Yeah. Um, because I mean, like the way they snap the, the like they're snapping the puck around. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was some globetrotter shit, man. They, right. They seriously, were on, they were on a completely different plane of existence. That the the and that when that's a good reminder of like when they play well. And you look right. at what they did more. The the one that I think was more telling was what they did in St. Louis uh, against a hot team that had had everything going well for them. Now, granted, they were out a couple of players, but Colorado was too. And they outshot yeah. that Blues team 42 to 18. They yeah. outworked, they outhit, they outphysical, they outmuscled, they bullied a Blues team in their own barn. And that yeah. was the one, that was the game where I'm like, you can kind of see some of the attitude changes that they're looking for from this year's team with a more physical identity taking root but it hasn't sunk in game to game yet. They're not comfortable playing that shift to shift night to night. Some of that I'm sure is injury. Uh, but, but mostly it is a, it is, it has been more of an effort problem than was expected at this point. And that is the biggest concern for me because that's, that's a sign yep, of a team I that's starting to, to tune out a coach. And I'm not on the fire Jared Bednar train. Uh, I've been one of his most vocal supporters for years, yep, but same. I'm also the guy that says that when there's a problem, you talk about it. And when you start to see multiple poor efforts like they have in the first part of the year, it's a, it starts to be a red flag that the, the coach might be getting tuned out again. This could just be injury. This could be something much deeper. Yeah. Hopefully when they get healthy, hopefully they do get healthy here in the near future. And they start to answer that question a little bit. And I end up looking like an idiot suggesting that it was the coach. Like, hopefully that's how this goes. Right. And, and I, I, I do, man, I, I really do think that's, that's where it's going to go. I think there's a lot of frustration kind of running through that locker room right now. Uh, guys are definitely gripping the stick a bit. Um, sure. Coach is frustrated. Um, so I do, I think it all kind of flips around and, and we do kind of look back on these conversations uh, with, with a, with a joke. Uh DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings. AJ, any final thoughts uh, before we jump out of here on this uh, Thursday? Uh, We have a whole show to do tomorrow, so I don't need to get too into it. We've still got two shows to do this week, so I think yeah. today was a good discussion. The Jack Eichel, I'm glad the Eichel thing is done. Uh, over, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like a dick for having not said this already, but the number one thing that I'm happy for is that Jack Eichel doesn't have to be in pain anymore. He's free to go and get the surgery that he wants with the doctor that he wants. And he can just go on with his life. He can start getting healthy and doing what he needs to do for himself because it's bullshit that, that, that Buffalo put him in that position to begin with. And I'm happy for our Ico on a human level that he gets, he gets to do this, that, that he gets to restart his career in a place that gets to be competitive and, that he, you know, we get to, we get to maybe see what that guy's actually capable of. No, Nolan and, Pratt doesn't coach the power play, bro. <laughs> and, you know, I, I would love for us maybe on a, on a show um, early next week for us just to touch on this Jack Eichel stuff a little bit, just in terms of, I just have found it so weird 
um, that that the CBA allows for this kind of disagreement between yeah. player and organization in terms of like treatment and, and can allow it to go on this, this long. And I'm going to be very curious to see if this is something the NHLPA tackles, you know, when the next CBA comes due um, in terms of, is there a way to avoid a situation like this again? Because regardless of which side you were on, if you think you should have done the, the surgery the Sabres wanted, the surgery he wanted. I just found this whole process. Like I, I had to reread and re-listen to stuff when all this first started happening a few times to make sure I was understanding correctly that, that they're holding they, him that, hostage medically. Yeah, that, 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 they, that they couldn't agree on which one, so the solution was neither. Like I just found this whole situation so odd. Um, so I would love for us when we're not an hour and 10 minutes into a show to just dive into this a little bit and kind of get everyone's thoughts and, and, you know, maybe talk about where it's going. Uh, cause I think that is a great point, AJ, that, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's good that, that, uh, Jack Eichel, the person is going to be able to get, um, not only surgery to help, but the surgery that he was wanting and that he was most comfortable with. Um, so that that's definitely good. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think we're good. AJ, like I said, we're, like you said, we are uh, back at it tomorrow. Hopefully, um, Rudo's we, feeling better, and we can have yeah. the uh, maybe maybe oh. Evan will be around too. Maybe we'll get weird. It is Friday, <laughs> so we could always do a free skate Friday and and yep. do some fucking eBay shopping. There you go. We could do that. We can do all kinds of stuff now with uh, with the new with the, the new look of our beat. We're gonna have some stuff for you guys this year that uh, you guys are absolutely gonna love, uh, and maybe we'll start getting a little bit crazy tomorrow. But uh, for AJ Hayfley. Uh, I am Jesse Montano. Thank you to the amazing Ali Monroy for uh, helping us put this show together today. Um, and always. Uh, so uh, I think that's all we got. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is a DNVR avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sportsbook. Uh, have a great afternoon, everybody.